G'day Noob Spirit listeners, today we've got another quality guest on the show, but before we get to him, we've just got a couple of shout outs to some people that have reached out to us, so g'day to um, Thomas Stewart in um, Canada, thanks for your feedback, uh, Chris Hayden in LA, um, I hope you get out and do some diving soon mate, and um, Sean Hartley in Cairns, an underwater hockey player, he was keen on hearing from an underwater hockey player on the show, so g'day fellas, um, so yeah, we're about to um, start sending out our top-notch email newsletter um so jump in on that because we're going to do a big listener survey and we want to get your guys uh, opinions on how to make this a better show without further ado um andrew concosis Today is today's guest. He's a freediving instructor and a Miami-based Nautilus spearfishing store owner. Nautilus have some great tutorials up and available from basics like how to chest load a spear gun to explainer vids on roller guns and all, and even to wetsuit maintenance. First of all, Andrew, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Good on you, mate. Well, thanks for talking to us. Mate, first uh, question, when and how did you start spearfishing? See, that's an interest that's that takes me back about about fifteen, sixteen years ago. And I was always into the water, always um you know, always into fishing and just I don't know, something about the water that just called me since I was a little kid. And um and uh, my buddy goes, Hey, uh let's let's go catch some some craze, you guys call them over there. We just call them spiny lobsters here in Florida. And um and I'm like, Yeah, why not? Let's do this, you know? And uh, he was, and I, I, always, I thought he was going to take scuba tanks and, and stuff <laughs> like that. And, and he's like, "No, man, we're going to do this holding our breath." And I'm like, "Whoa, that sounds pretty cool," you know. And uh, and I, and, you know, I started helping him. We started catching a couple lobsters here and there, and uh, we had a good day. Um, and then I, I had a bu- I had a fun. I had a lot of fun, and I realized I had a little bit of a of a knack uh, for holding my breath. You know, I was, oh, cool. I was like, dude, this is a lot of fun. You know, it's, this is a sport. This is a sport. This is fun. You know, it's <laughs> something you can get better at. It's something you can train in. And, and I was like, stoked, man. I was like, this is, this is freaking awesome. Um, and, uh, and then, and then all of a sudden he also spearfished. So he lent me this gun, probably uh, tiny spear guns. Like if you were going to go by the barrel size, it's probably like a tw- 30 centimeter gun. And uh, it's called Bandito for those of you wandering <laughs> out there, uh, the new community. Yeah. And um, a Bandito spear gun, which I, I don't even know if they still make them, but I, I freaking lined up on this fish down here. We have we have a bunch of them called hogfish. It's kind of like a, mm. a wrasse. Yeah. And uh, for the most part, I'll be honest with you guys, it's not the most challenging fish to shoot at. Um, but hey, that's my first fish ever, and I I was stoked. I shot it, I, and that changed everything, dude. I'm like this is amazing hunting <laughs> underwater you know this is great you know and uh i just got hooked man uh the guy the guy i don't talk to him too much anymore his name's enrique and um you know maybe i should reach out to him one of these days but he, he's the guy who kind of got me rolled up in this and, and look at what we got now you know holy crap wow. so, yeah now you're owning a store you're a freedom <laughs> instructor you're just absolutely mad in love with it um that's pretty cool and that's all oh, yeah, thanks man. to Enrico and the Bandito. Very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow, man! If you look at all the stuff I have thrown on now, I mean, compared to back then, board shorts, little tiny thirty centimeter gun, single band, you know, and and popping, you know, 
small reef fish compared to what we're doing now. It's kind of like, dude. Yeah. yeah, we've uh, we've evolved. It's, it's all about first, though, isn't it? So all, all those little fish, all those little ones that you get at the start, they just feel like they're the biggest fish in the world. You're just so stoked with them. It's freaking oh awesome. my god, yeah. Oh man, dude, I was like, I was total champ right there. I was like, yeah, <laughs> this is this is it, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, that's what sparks the passion, man. That's what sparks the uh, the love for for everything, for everything out there, and and obviously spear fishing and. And the whole, you know, everything, dude. I mean, what can I say? Man, have you? Awesome. Do you still have the bandita? Would you go back, like, give yourself uh, a challenge and go uh, back to shooting a thirty centimeter gun? <laughs> let me tell you, if I still had it, I would totally rock it. I would, I would definitely. <laughs> I really would. I really would. It would be a hell of a, a, a hole gun, you know. Um, it, uh, it it had some power. I mean, the, the bands probably were, you know, very teeny tiny bands. They, they look like little donuts. <laughs> On the on the on the on the gun, and um, I actually shot a red grouper also with that gun, which is you know in, uh, it was about a eight pound fish, would be somewhere around four kilograms. Yeah. You know, I was like, and that that to me, I was blown away. Like this little gun shot that, and eventually <laughs> my buddy, you know, yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no I was just laughing. It just sounds funny, like yeah. shooting a grouper <laughs> with that little gun. Yeah, dude, it's insane. That little gun, man, it got the job done, and. Yeah. And obviously, as your skills uh, start to increase and your breath hold gets better and you start chasing after larger adversary, uh, you're going to want a better weapon. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and boom, you know, I started, you know, I got my next gun after that was uh, like a little JBL that I modded out, you know, and modded the crap out of that gun. I mean, <laughs> came, you know, had slide ring, got rid of the slide ring, closed muzzles, uh, converted it to open muzzle, which is what we like to use here. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I put a shark's in shaft on it. I, I did a bunch of crap on that gun. And believe it or not, that gun I still do have. Ah, cool. um, <laughs> yeah, and then my buddy got a Rob Allen, uh, like a 120, and he made like a freaking uh, five-meter shot with the damn gun. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? Screw this. <laughs> and I got one, too, you know? Yeah. So it's... it's And now, I mean, uh, what can I even say? I got... Yeah, I got too many guns done. You've got gums coming out the wazoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So with you starting out, like you obviously you had some mad experiences. You fell in love with the sport. I mean, and you had a natural breath hold and a couple of guys to go with. Did you have any obstacles and sort of like what were they and, and maybe how did you overcome them? Well, I mean, it depends which which uh, which route of the the career path I took, but for definitely some boundaries on depth. Uh, if you want to talk about that side of the world, where you know I was, I was sticking to shallow reef stuff because that's primarily where we all felt comfortable, me and my 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 mates and my buddies, and um, and then I started uh, you know meeting new people, getting more into it, and seeing what they can do and how they were diving. You know, I was like, oh my god, that guy just did a sixty, you know, sixty-six foot dive, twenty meter dive. Oh my goodness, what the heck? That's that's mad. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, and, and I was, but I was like, you know what? I know I can do that. I can, I can make this happen. But it's that initial fear to push beyond that envelope. You know what lies next? And I'll be honest with you, the lack of education at the time when I was doing it uh, makes it scary because you don't know what's out. You don't know what you know. You don't. You know what what to look for. Uh, you don't know. You know, it's, not knowing is the scary part. And then, um, you know, and, and dude, I, before I took a course, I, I hit 98 feet. That was my deepest dive before the class. Wow. Um, I was a cocky SOB. Uh, I didn't know anything. I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm good at this, and that's all there is. You know, I knew people could black out, 
But that initial fear to push the limit, to put the uh, push the envelope, was definitely kind of a limiting factor for me. And not knowing, uh, I guess, the right people to go out with, which changed uh, later on, and that was, you know, that was a little bit of an issue. And and of course, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this one out there. But who's not, you know, when they first start, who's who's who doesn't get freaked out, you know? Oh man, a shark! Oh my goodness, like a real shark, you know, maybe a bull shark yeah. or or something serious on that level. You know, you're like. That that first time you see the you see an animal like that underwater, you can't help but, you know, you know what? It's when I well, the first time I ever saw my bull shark, I I was, I was surprisingly very calm. I was just very relaxed, very like, oh man, look at this beautiful creature. You know, it's granted it it, it wasn't very interested in me or what you know what I was doing, um, but it was it was an it was an amazing experience. Uh, and before that, I was just mortified, petrified, stupefied. Uh, and I did not want to ever see a shark. And now I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a shark. Um, you know, it's just you gotta, you gotta be smart. You gotta, you gotta know their body language. You gotta know that, hey, I'm an apex predator out there too. You gotta respect me too, but I'll respect you as well because I'm in your, I'm in your home. You get me? Yeah, so, yeah. I think that, I think that's like, that's an interesting point you make about about sharks. Like, like I think the the idea of sharks for a lot of people is probably scarier than the reality and. Like when they get mm-hmm. that body language on that is threatening. I mean, that is scary, and it's time to get out of the water. But um, yeah. generally, yeah. like you, yeah. you can just admire them. You can share the water um, unless there's like a fish on the end of your spear going crazy. They're generally pretty good to deal with. I think a lot of you guys deal with that fear. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's one that's it's, it's it seems so obvious, but you know, it, it really was one that I, I would talk to one of my my good buddies. His name's uh, Marky. He was a guy who, who ended up being like my go-to dive buddy, and we'd always compete with each other, and you know that awesome camaraderie. And he's just a really great guy, and you know I miss him, man. He doesn't dive too much anymore. If you're hearing this, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna send this to him so he can listen to this damn interview, <laughs> uh, and be hopefully get him excited about getting in the water again because he was a great diver. He's you know he just got mixed up in other things now, but. Um, you know, we, we'd go home sometimes and be like, oh man, you know, when are we going to, you know, when are we going to run to a hammerhead or a tiger shark, bull shark, you know, and, and yeah. when it happened, it was just, you know, we, it seemed like we, we've done it a million times. Yeah. Cool. Um, memorable fish story. Could you share with us the story of, I mean, you, you talked about the, um, what was the mm-hmm. hogfish, uh, but maybe, maybe yeah. one of the, like one of the first memorable fish you, that you shot. Yeah, yeah, I can, I can, I can get you on this one. All right, <laughs> the uh, out of the uh, vast array of yeah. uh, fish that I put away, <laughs> the the, the uh, number it was it's not that vast, honestly, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's gonna, it's going to have to be a mud and snapper that I took down in the uh, in the Keys. Okay. I was uh, diving uh, with a couple of guys. Uh, one of the reps for Spaton USA, um, his name was Austin. I was diving with Austin. Actually, there was a, a bloke from from uh, your your side of the world, Bryson Bryson Sheely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was diving with us too that day. He was down in the Keys with us, and um, and so we were diving, and it was during this big freeze like that was down here. All you know, fi- uh, iguanas were falling off trees, uh, fish were dying in the canals. It was the coldest winter we've had, honestly, in the, I don't wow. know how long. It's you know, it, it was cold, man. It was wow. real cold. So you know, we we. Uh, we got our uh, suits on. We headed out. Uh, started off with a great day. Bryson was killing it, man. He got two huge muddins, you know, like a 12-pounder, 15-pounder. Wow. Um, you know, real nice fish. Gorgeous fish, by the way. If you guys don't know what a mudden snapper is, it's kind of like a uh, 
It's a very prized catch. They're gorgeous-looking fish, beautiful colors on them, red, pink, blues, all kinds of colors. Yeah. Um, and it's a snapper species, and it's... Uh, it's a, it's it's a smart fish. This this thing uh, this thing goes. You know, he got his major, his uh, his bachelor, his doctorate, you, whatever you want to call it. To, you know, these fish know what's up, mm-hmm. and um, so it's tough to get them when they're when they're when you know if they get that big. There's a reason they're that size. Yeah. Okay. But since it's so it was so cold, all these big fish were pushing into the shallows. Um, so we we ventured into some shallow water uh, for us, which was at the time about 10 meters, give or take. Um, and it was murky, which we kind of like uh, that way on these bigger fish. They don't see you coming, you know, since we're very mm-hmm. stealth. Um, you know, we're not using tanks and stuff like that, obviously. So I, it was the end of the day, end of the day, and all I shot the whole freaking day, and all these guys killed it. All these guys got huge muddins. Mm-hmm. Uh, all these guys, you know, we, we, we got some really nice groupers, uh, some nice hogs, some, uh, you know, some, some Trevally, we call them yellow jacks here. Yeah. Um, you know, we got great fish. I caught a couple, you know, I caught a couple of fish, but no, no prized fish like these guys. And I was like, dang it, dude, you know, a little competitive side of me. I was like, <laughs> oh, dang it, man. I gotta, I gotta get something. <laughs> last freaking dive, dude, last dive. And I already saw the muddins, you know, I've seen them around. And last dive, Austin comes up like, I just missed this huge muddy man. Oh, my God. He's so pissed. <laughs> so I'm like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go down there. It's, it's got to be there still. So I drop down. It's murky. You could barely make out the bottom in, in 10 meters. Drop down. I land on sand. And I'm like, shit, I missed the ledge. You know, I missed it. So, so I kind of see a dark spot. And I'm like, screw it. You know, let's, let's work our way that way, which I think was the reason I got this fish. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I see these two muddins and by the way since it's so cold they're very lethargic which helps out you know uh, mm-hmm. helps the hunter out a little bit there yep. so i line up on this nice 10 pound mud and there's two of them you know i'm like oh my god finally and then i i hesitate on the shot i do not know why i have no freaking idea why and behind it i just see this massive shadow and i'm like no no way i thought it was a, i thought it was some kind of you know, amberjack or something. I, I I wanted to make something up in my head. I'm like, this thing is huge. I line up on the on the fish. I had a 6.5 millimeter shaft and twin 16 mil bands on a pipe gun. I took my shot. Fish did not move whatsoever. I thought I missed it. I was so bummed out, <laughs> and the fish just slowly starts sinking. Ooh. And I and I looked at my line, wow. and my line went right through it. Dude, Stand I stoned them like. Stone, stone cold, did not twitch, did not move. Just he literally landed on his belly, and, <laughs> and on the sand. And I was like, "Oh my god!" As soon as I put, as soon as I grab, I grab the shaft and I feel the weight of the fish, and I put my hands on the fish. I'm like, "This is a serious, special fish." Like, uh, you know, I brought him up to the surface, and you can't help but admire the size of it, the colors, everything. I'm never gonna forget it, and and I just kind of. You know, and everybody's like, "What? Did you catch something?" I'm, I'm yelling like an idiot. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, and everybody's like, "What's up? What's up?" And I just freaking try to push it out of the water as hard as I could, and everybody on the boat just shuts their mouth. They're like, "Oh, oh shit!" You know? <laughs> and uh, I finally get to the boat, and I put throw the fish in there, and everybody's just staring at it like, "Damn," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, I got the biggest fish, boys." <laughs> it was. Uh, it was almost an 18-pounder, it was wow. 17 pounds, 30-some-odd uh, 30, 30 inches, 33, 34 that's, inches. That's a it was, it was a huge fish, and so far my biggest modern, and it's it was just so epic. End of the day, you know, yep. it, it was awesome. Wow. It was awesome. 
backyard. Yeah, there was a couple of takeaways I got from it. One was like what, like you mentioned, like dropping onto the sand or the the barren ground yeah. off off the edge is quite often like the most productive area, and people sort of think, oh you, yeah, you got to dive oh, yeah. onto the heart of the reef, and it's like sometimes you're no. better off the edge of it. Mm. And and the and the other one which you identified, I, I agree with, and and we were talking with a guy yesterday is the same as the um the the dirty water. Sometimes it does sparrows a lot of yeah. favors. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. It's I mean it's it's awesome to dive in, in beautiful vis blue water. I mean I love it. I, there's nothing better. Yeah. Uh, it's just when you're after that big spooky fish, man. You need all the all the camel <laughs> you can get. You know all the all the advantages. So awesome. sometimes the merc will help you out a little bit. Beautiful. So, um, Andrew, what's your favorite spearfishing hunting technique, and um, how do you apply it effectively? Well, there's a few techniques. It depends on the situation, honestly, and the depth. Um, you know, obviously limiting to my breath hold abilities, but um, honestly, my favorite is doing the spedo. Um, uh, down here, we have a lot of reef action. A little further north, it's mostly artificials and ledges, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, there's a lot born and raised here in Miami and, and kind of the Keys. So we just have really nice structure, really nice coral heads and just reef, you know. So I've always uh, liked the spedo because, you know, hey, if I'm going to stick around shallow water, uh, I've had a lot of uh, positives in the sense that, you know, I'll go down there, you know, good breath hold, uh, just hang out on a nice uh, rock or off of, uh, like you mentioned, on the edge of where the sand and the reef kind of come together. And, um, and I'll start, you know, I'll start throwing sand up a little bit. Um, you know, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll make some, you know, funky grunting noises, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, funky noises and stuff like that. And all of a sudden stuff that I did not see from the surface, uh, you know, begins to appear and grows some kind of curiosity. They're like, Hey, you've been here for a little while, man. And you know, are you, are you eating something? Are you, in, well, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. And that'll draw in a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, curiosity. Uh, from, you know, it can be a hogfish, it can be a grouper, modern snapper, you know, something like that. And I just like that feeling of being really, really enveloped in uh, in the environment. You know, doing doing something different like an aguado where you're jumping from maybe one rock to the other. It feels different. You know, you're kind of you're kind of patrolling and, and uh, almost prowling. But when you're doing a spell and you just go down there and you just hang out, you really get to admire, you know, your surroundings and... And I feel like you're more in tune with what's going on out there. You get to read sometimes. Sometimes I, I read, um, you know, we have small reef fish that here. They're not game fish, but, you know, some small reef fish. And there's small reef fish that like to hang out with some kind of game fish. And sometimes if you follow them a little while, you might run into something or, you know, run into a coral head where a big grouper might be hanging out in. So, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things that I, I like it the best. I like to just go down, hang tight and just let them come to me, you know. It doesn't always work, I'll be honest with you. And for the uh, new community out there, guys, this is not the best way all the time, but it's my favorite. <laughs> yeah, awesome, mate. You mentioned there, you said uh, a grotto, like another technique. What's that? The aguado technique is basically, uh, you're basically pouncing. All right, let's say, let's say I'm on a reef. Um, I drop down. I scope out what's going on for a little bit, you know. All right, nothing's going on. I got a good breath hold. Let's 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 patrol. Let's scour the bottom. Let's. So basically, you're using always something, some kind of structure to kind of block you uh, from a certain perspective. So let's say there's a. I see a coral head, maybe uh, you know, three four meters away. I'm gonna just kind of very stealthily 
uh, you know, uh, make my way over there. And it doesn't always mean swimming. Sometimes you can kind of grab onto the structure and just kind of pull yourself very stealth-like, hide behind that and get a better vantage point on maybe uh, an area you didn't you didn't see before. And you know, sometimes that that sometimes you have to do it that way. You know, if if uh, if if that's what it boils down to. But that's another technique that's implemented uh, down here and in other uh, various places in the world. But for me, I, I like this battle. Uh, just go down, hang tight, and see what comes. Yeah, nice. Very good, mate. Mate, you've been you've been diving for a while. You must have had your mishaps or seen some mishaps. What's the scariest thing you've seen out there? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had some. We've done some stupid, stupid uh, stuff um, <laughs> in our day. Um, something that pops to memory, which is kind of why. I chuckled a bit when you mentioned that um i mean there was there was a i, I don't do it no more in, i mean in certain areas where it's uh let's say uh, sharky uh per se but we used to do a lot of kayak spear fishing um off the off the shoreline me and marky and uh you know marky and i rather and uh we'd go out there and um you know, we 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 shoot some fish, and sometimes you know one of us would be towing the kayak, the other you know, and then we switch off. And and there was one day that we just uh, you know we, we were just really on it on our game, and and we found a really good spot. We didn't want to bother taking the fish back to the kayak or whatever, so we just basically wear a, a skirt of fish, you know, with a stringer, um, which is not always the best idea. Um, uh, so, you know, we had a pretty bad encounter with a, uh, with a bull shark, uh, wearing a stringer where he kind of came up without us, you know, from behind. We were doing, I was doing a, uh, I wasn't, it was my buddy Marky. He was doing it in a spedal. I was watching from the surface and I see this thing cruising up right behind him and I'm like, <laughs> oh, freaking eight. What, uh, you know, and I have no way of telling them from the surface. So I dropped down, man. Uh, I dropped down as fast as I could. And I was, you know, making noise, and he kind of turns around and look at me, and by the time he turns back the other way, because I was pointing at, you know, his legs, he turns back around, man, the shark was right on him, you know, mouth gaping, Uh, he he wanted, you know, know, he didn't want to bite him, per se, but the fish was right on him, so, you know, he he kind of pushed it away with the spear gun, and it, it got a little riled up. And that thing started kind of charging a couple of times, and I was like, "Whoa! Like, let's just let's just get the hell out of the water, you know?" Yeah. And and we made our. He started swimming. We started swimming back to the uh, to the kayak while I was watching his back. Uh, well, not watching my own back, you know. And it's kind of you know, and the shark literally followed us all the way to the kayak, like on the surface. You know, he was he was he was not he he wanted a meal, you know, and, yeah. and uh, he was just we were kind of showing, hey, look. This is my catch. You know, I'm not that small either. We're about the same size, even though you got some girth on me. There's two of us and one of you. You know, and that's kind of the mentality. You got to go yeah. out with that. That yeah. kind of like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm part of. I'm, I'm part of this environment. I'm not just going to give you a fish. Yeah. Um. You know, that's my catch. You know. You know, imagine a pack of wolves. Like, hey, no, this is mine. You know, you're not just going to go in there and grab it from them. Yeah. So, um. So that was a that was a pretty pretty hardcore moment for us, yeah. and it was in the early portion of our career, so it was that much scarier, um, you know. But then there's been other stupid crap that's happened. I mean, I'm 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 not against stringers, but man, we almost had like a we have more heels down here, these big ones, and my boy almost got his nuts chopped off by <laughs> one, you know, because and that that was scary as hell. 
So, you know, it's, it's, it's something that we try to avoid. That's why we like to go out, you know, um, you know, put the fish somewhere safe, somewhere, you know, away from the elements and, uh, yeah. And that's kind of something we learned the hard way. So, <laughs> so lessons from that is like, don't don't wear fish on your person. Like, I think a lot of guys that are new do that. They wear a stringer mm. around their waist or whatever. I can see a lot <coughs> of the guys in Europe doing it. Yeah, my mate used to chuck them down the front of his wetsuit. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh. <laughs> big burly yeah. bucket. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, exactly. We do that too here, but sometimes you can't chuck a you know a larger fish in in your suit too well. Yeah. So. Looks like you got lumps everywhere, man. What the hell? <laughs> but it's, it's 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 another way. But sometimes uh, uh, I haven't I haven't had it yet happen. But if you use, you know, sharks have a significant uh, advantage um, in the sense of smell and uh, resonating frequencies and stuff like that underwater. So maybe if you don't dispatch your fish very well, or maybe if they can even smell the damn thing, you know, under you, maybe they'll think you ate it. But maybe they'll think you didn't, you know, if they're mm. smart enough. And who knows? Imagine a shark trying to trying to bite a, a fish out of, out of the inside of your suit. That'd be scary as hell. Oh, so, man. I don't know. So, Pirate Pete introduces the next part of the show. Where are you, Pete? Arrgh! It's time to open the Veterans Vault! Veterans Vault. This is the part of the show where we ask our special guests to take us deep into an area of spearfishing expertise that they'd like to share about. So, for, for a guy that's just starting out that's um he's maybe just bought his own set of equipment and he's headed out for a shore dive what are some of the basics he needs to consider on his first trip all right well before i jump into that i will say just you know it's the instructor in me uh definitely whoever's starting off in this sport uh in some in some most countries it's not a requirement to take a uh structured course but I'll start off by telling you that I wish it would have been one of the first things I did uh, when I first started. So if you can find, uh, uh, if you cannot find uh, a place to do it near you, uh, obviously traveling would be a good idea. Uh, but you know there are some things that I can say uh, here today uh, to help our, uh, you know, our youngsters, or even if you're not a youngster, whoever wants to start off, some you know proper knowledge and. Uh, Maybe a little bit of a little bit of a sneak peek into what the world of education can offer you. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's certain things, and you're going to hear it all the time. You know, in the in the free dive spearfishing world, the dreaded, the absolute dreaded blackout. Mm-hmm. You know, oh my goodness, the blackout. Um, and that's that's something that if you don't know what it is, can be very scary. Um, in reality, a blackout is not necessarily a bad thing. I used to think when people were blacked out, they were pretty much dead, but that's not even close to being the case. In reality, a blackout's just, you know, your body uh, you know, preserving its uh, whatever oxygen supply it has left. The only problem is you won't be conscious. It'll, it'll knock you out, you know. And then um, eventually once that oxygen supply source uh, disappears, which it will, obviously, um, and you don't get to a gas station to refill, what's going to happen? It, you know, the body wants to sur- uh, survive no matter what. So you're going to have that uh, terminal gas, which is what you see in the movies. I don't know if you guys out there, to the new community out there, seen these movies with people, hey, you know, oh, my God, he's drowning, he's dead. Oh, oh my goodness. And they bring him back, and all of a sudden you hear that huge gas, that, 
it's like this gasp, you know, yeah. last gasp mm-hmm. of uh, air. And the problem is in, you can drown in two inches of water, man. If your airways are, are in the water and you have that terminal gas, man, you know, liquid in your lungs is, is life-threatening at that point. Yeah. So that's that's something, you know, I don't want people to freak out when they hear blackout. Uh, that's mm-hmm. usually what happens, you know. People hear blackout, oh, my gosh, oh, oh my gosh, you know. It's, it's, not, it's not a bad thing, but it can obviously be a bad thing around water. Yeah. Uh, airways compromised and you're pretty much a goner. So I do want to stress, guys, if you're starting off, try to find uh, a, a buddy uh, who's got your back. Uh, try to find someone who you can go under, like maybe uh, someone who's been doing it for a while and, and kind of go under their wing, learn the ropes, and that's the absolute best way to get in the water, man. Have someone you trust in the water that, that's got your back and can teach you the ropes, which, you know, I, 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 I had that uh, when I first started, and that was awesome. Um, you know, some people may not have that, uh, you know, that, that advantage uh, where they might know someone. And honestly, all I can say is try to reach out to the community. Try to reach out to, you know, to maybe local boards and forums or maybe, uh, you know, certain dive shops in the area and things like that. But, you know, even then, if, if you do choose to, which I do not recommend ever to dive by yourself, but if you do choose to uh, do that, make sure you have uh, things, you know, just in case, uh, yeah, you know, make sure you have some kind of way of contacting, you know, the shoreline, whether it's, uh, you know, whether it's an EPIRB, a lifeline, uh, which you can have, you can get them pretty cheap nowadays. Um, you know, you have, you have something, man, because a lot of people, uh, guys, a lot of people treat this uh, as if it were not a big deal and they don't go out there prepared. Mm. And all of a sudden, before you know it, something goes down and they're like, crap, man, you know, and mm. that's, that's when you, we hear the horrible stories, mm. you know, um, the, the stories of, oh, man, that poor kid, or, oh, man, that poor guy, you know, if only they would have done this. So for a guy starting off, generally, you guys are not going to black out because you guys usually don't feel comfortable holding your breath to the point of getting there, you know, to the blackout, so you guys back off. So usually people in, uh, who are in danger of blacking out more so are the experienced uh, guys out there. But my best recommendation, uh, soak up as much information as you can, try to contact someone who's an expert in this field, or talk to a dive shop, spearfishing dive shop in your area. Because the problem with sometimes looking online, you never know who's the person behind the mm. keyboard. It can be Joe Schmo. It might not be Joe Schmo. So, you know, it, it depends. <laughs> you know, you got you to gotta make sure you're getting the facts from, from the right place, which is obviously why I'm going back to it now, guys. I recommend anyone out there to take some kind of free dive course, even if it's just a safety course, you know. Yep. You know, something, man, because... You know, if I'm diving, let's say I want to dive with you guys over there, you know, I want to make sure you guys know what to do in case something happens to me. Because guess what, man? A lot of people don't see this, but mm. your your mate, your buddy, that is your lifeline, you know. And 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 uh, I I take that very to heart. So you know, if I'm going to dive with you guys, I want to make sure you guys have some kind of formal training yeah. uh, in order to do that. Uh, so just cause I, you know, I, I want to, I want to stay alive, man. I want to keep shooting fish, you know, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to, you know, so it's just the way it is, man. And it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't sound this and that, or maybe it does. I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it, I know when I first started, I'm like, I don't need a class, man. I'm diving deep enough as it is. I'm a stud. I'm a badass, this and that. And I took the class and I, and I got humbled down, man. I got humbled <laughs> down and I realized I'm a big fat idiot. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, I don't know if I can throw the story in here real quick, but it'll only take me about a minute. Um, you know, I went to Mexico. We stayed in Cozumel. I was, uh, I was over there on a trip, a uh, scuba trip, actually. I went with some of my buddies, but uh, I went with my buddy Marky also, and we love free diving. Yeah. 
So we would free dive the first dive and then tank dive the second dive. No spear fishing. This is just diving. Um, I just got my free dive watch. And I'm like stoked, stoked, stoked. I can actually see what my performance is. I go down and I'm so far from the boat. I had nobody watching my back, which is a huge, huge no-no. Uh, guys do not do that. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, 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 that's how you're going to freaking, you know, that's, that's how people die. That's how people die out there. Mm. And I went down like, like thinking it's all good. And I'm holding my breath for, I don't even remember how long it was. I started getting a bunch of symptoms. You know, I started getting my, uh, contractions. I started feeling, you know, the, the hypoxia setting in and, and the CO2 whooping my butt. And I didn't care. I'm like, I'm going to get to, I forget what it was. I think I wanted to hold my breath for like close to three minutes uh, at, you know, at 10 meters, just kind of like laying there. And I got close, man. I don't remember what the hell the number was, but I got close. And I came up and I took that first breath and it felt like my head weighed 500 pounds. I could not breathe uh, properly. I was my, like, I felt like part of my body was numb. And I was like, I, did, I, I honestly had a loss of motor controls, what that was. And for our viewers out there who don't know what that is, it happens when the body becomes very hypoxic, when you have very low levels of oxygen in the blood, mm-hmm. and it can lead very much so to a blackout. Had I blacked out that day, I would not be on the phone here today with you guys talking and doing this awesome interview. I would pretty much be dead. Uh, and and sorry to put it so bluntly. Oh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, that's how serious it would have been. You know, I got lucky. I made it to the gas station. I took that breath. I tried with all my might not to just go into, you know, just, I, I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> And I was able to ventilate enough oxygen to, you know, to, to not let my body uh, put me in a blackout. And, uh, and, and I, you know what I thought it was, guys? You know what I thought it freaking was? Because I, I, I didn't take class. I thought I was cold, hungry, thirsty. And I'm like, oh, that's weird. I, I might as well go inside yeah, yeah. and get me a cup of water, you know? Yeah. And, and when I took my first class and I realized that that was actually a loss of motor control, I could have blacked out that day with nobody there to save me. My right. spine went ice cold, man. And, and I was like, you know what? Screw this, man. I got to change the way I dive. So for our, for the viewers out there, the new community out there, you guys listening, safety is not always a boring thing, man, because it keeps us alive and it, yeah. and it helps us dive and have a good time out there. So that's for sure. I seen a I seen a recent samba from over your way. A guy named Ben Choi diving out of a rig off I think Texas or oh it might have been Pensacola. I can't remember. It was over your way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, he, yeah, I know Ben. I know Ben very well. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So I reached out to him a little while ago and had a, had a quick chat with him. We might get him on the show, but uh, yeah, he, he was diving seventy foot for mutton snapper mm-hmm. underneath a rig. And he's came up and, you know, he was, they were following pretty good buddy process, you know, they were all within sort of, mm-hmm. you know, 10 mm-hmm. meters of one another and, um, mm-hmm. and he's blacked out or he's had a serious samba and, um, serious. and, and his friends just powered straight over to him and, and they've got him back on the boat and, and Ben didn't even sort of, um, like in the video, like you can see, he doesn't even know that he's blacked out and, and like yeah, when you were talking yeah. about your story before, I was sort of thinking it, you, you described some of the symptoms really well. And some of the guys that start out, I think they have minor sambas and they don't even mm. recognize it. And that's a, a really big warning <clears throat> sign. And like free diving courses teach you recovery, breathing, buddy rescue mm-hmm. and how to look mm-hmm. out for the signs and symptoms of hypoxia and some of the other things you identified so now spot on I, I, I really enjoyed what what you were talking about Andrew that was really good um thank you man yeah what are some of the other sort of key um things that you probably see guys doing starting out over there um that they could do better or you know we maybe they're seeing near misses and things like that maybe gun safety or or 
So my- yeah, safety is so crucial, man. Oh my goodness, um, guys, it is not. It is not a toy. You know, even if you, you know, you know, most of these guns got minimum, you know, somewhere around eighty pounds of force on them. And I guarantee they will go through you easier than they will a fish. You don't got scales. You don't got all this stuff. You're soft, fleshy meat bags, you know? <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's true, man. And uh, it'll I, go I, through you easier than any any fish. So. I think for, that's true for our American listeners anyway. In Australia, we're, we're pretty tough, but... Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I got some calluses built up too, you know? <laughs> I'm just showing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, it'll go through you. It'll go through you. Um, and so so definitely uh, treat it as a weapon. Do not ever point it at your buddy. A lot of, you know what happens a lot of times with, I've done charters out of here and stuff like that a lot of, you know, a lot of times. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be like, this is a gun. This is how you load it. This is, you know, how you treat it. This is how you point. This is how you do this stuff. And it's, you know, no problem. Mm-hmm. But then I always catch him, always, every single freaking time. Andrew, hey. What's that fish down there? And he's looking, you know, you know, one on one, looking right at me. Guess, guess what he's doing with the gun? He's, he's holding it down the middle of the barrel, with the with the tip pointed in front of him. Guess where the tip's pointed directly at? Yeah, you. Yeah, pretty much me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you know, try to keep your gun pointed down. Try to keep your gun pointed away from from anybody. Just make a mental note of it every time. If you catch yourself not doing it, punch yourself in the face. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> give yourself an uppercut. So remember. Yep. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Thanks. Or maybe tell your mate to give you an uppercut, right? Tell your buddy, hey, dude, if you catch me doing it, just you know, just, uh, just knock my mask straight off my face, you know? Yeah. So, <laughs> I was actually a bit bigger than me, mate, so I'd probably learn pretty quickly yeah. if you T- just punch me in T- the face. Turbo's pretty quick to give me an uppercut for yeah, no, right. no excuse. So. <laughs> there you go. Positive, uh, positive reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Speaking speaking of buddies, yeah. mate, why don't you, um, if you could, run through good buddy protocol, good buddy diving? Oh man, good buddy protocol. Well, four simple key factors. You're always going to want to listen. I say this in my class. It's part of the FII curriculum. I teach for Free Diving Instructors International, which pretty much, I mean, I think they got more instructors out there than most uh, most other places. There's also a few other agencies out there you can look into, but. Um, Four things I talk about in my classes, and it has to do very much with spearfishing also. One buddy up, one buddy down, arms reach distance from surface and diver, okay signal communication, and wait 30 seconds observation time because that's how long it's going to take the body, uh, your body to properly reoxygenate. Yeah. So always one buddy up, one buddy down. All right? This makes sense also from a hunting standpoint because majority of the time if you're hunting on ledges, reefs, and stuff like that, you know, as long as you're not doing pelagics, the fish are on the bottom. So buddy goes down, patrols the bottom, comes up, you make sure he's okay, you're within tactile reach, you know, you let him know, hey, you're right, yeah, everything's fine, 30 seconds pass. You ventilate, you do your, you know, you do your, uh, your breath, you go down, uh, you come up, and then it's, you know, one, two, one, two. One, two, and you're covering a ton of ground underwater. You want to know something else that happens, and it's happened to me. If if you guys, it, it does not count diving together. Like, let's say I'm out there with Turbo, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, I'm, I'm like, hey, man, where the heck is this guy? You know, and, and all of a sudden, Turbo went Turbo on a fish and, and, you know, lost me. You know, that's not good. You know, God gave us a gift, or if you want to believe in nature, whatever it is. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's communication. It's, 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 um, it's a way of speaking to each other, whether it's visual, whether it's through hearing, I was, you know, uh, if turbo goes off on me, I'm going to be like, shit, man, what's up? You know, he's like, Hey man, let's just, you know, a big mackerel over here, you know, all right, let's go. 
you know, and, 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 and I'll back them up, you know. Yeah. A lot of times people, yeah, we're diving together. Oh, where's your, where's your buddy? Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, and, and that's something you guys have to follow, four key elements. One yeah. buddy up, one buddy down. Arms reach distance from surfacing diver. Okay, signal communication, 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you guys a quick story about a buddy of mine in the Keys. I'm not going to say his name because he'd probably be a little embarrassed. But um, a young kid. Uh, diving with his, his buddy, chasing after a uh, big grouper, waiting for it to rock up in a in a cave or a hole or something, chasing and chasing and chasing it underwater. Buddy's watching him on the surface. He comes up, go 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 go, and buddy chases after the fish. Uh, finally, fish rocks up. Uh, looks back, doesn't see the doesn't see that buddy no more. He's like, whoa, where where'd he go? Where, where's he at? He did the absolute smartest thing, which was dropped down on the fish. No, just kidding. He, uh, <laughs> he went back and uh, he went back and actually charted, uh, you know, going back the way he came and guess who was blacked out? Yeah. His buddy. Spirit gun was out of his hand, but he was totally blacked out. Got him, got to him on time, uh, did the protocol you need to do, which is pretty much keep the airway safe. Uh, as long as you keep the airway safe, you know, chance you give a good chance for your victim to come back. Mm. And, um, and, and boom, he came back and he was so thankful, you know, he's mm. like, dude, thank you so much for, you know, I mean, he owes him his life, but how easy is it to get caught up in the moment, huh? Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's so easy also. to just get caught up in that moment and just, oh man, drop down, you know, but you know, he did the right decision and, and that's, 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 that's how to make or break point. You know, you gotta, you gotta make the right choice, man. And, and no fish, no, no, nothing out there is worth your life as much as sometimes you get caught up in the moment. Yeah. And I know how it is, man. Trust yeah. me. I know how it is. You know, you got to try to make the right call. So that's that's that's, uh, that's my two cents there, guys, you know. All right. Um, I've, got, I've got one more sort of question um, just before we finish up Veterans Vault. Like, um, like you mentioned the guy sort of blacked out after he had surfaced and already sort of taken a breath, and I think that's another thing that people aren't aware of. They black out like 10, 15 seconds after they hit the top. Yeah, and, yeah, um, big time. And, and I just maybe wanted you to run us through like a surface protocol. So, so the guys blacked out at the surface. Like I know we're, we're doing this yeah. over audio, so it's not like as good as doing it in person. But what, what's right. kind of what's kind of your steps like from from getting a well, diver to the surface? What do you do next? There's a lot of different scenarios. We got we got blackout on the surface, blackout at depth. Um, you know, it's really either one of those. So blackout on the surface could be the fact that. You got separated and you came back and you found a, uh, you know, an unconscious blacked out diver in the water, your, your buddy. Um, we have a certain uh, protocol for that, but to put it in a very simple, uh, simple, effective way, there's two signs uh, to look for for someone who's blacked out. If you're spearfishing uh, and you see someone limp-bodied on the surface, sometimes you'll see them rigid, very rarely. If you see someone limp-bodied on the surface and the spear gun is not in their hands and the snorkel is not in their mouth and this person's properly trained, chances are this person is blacked out. Uh, going through the steps, it's pretty simple, honestly. Um, try not to manhandle the victim because uh, the more you manhandle the body, the more it sees danger and it prolongs the blackout. So you don't want to like grab them. You don't want to slap them. You don't want to do any of those things. So basically, you flip them over. Um, there's a way of doing that that I can't show you, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. But you would flip them over so, so you have your airway uh, out of the water. You take their mask off. And we have receptors there that, that stimulate, hey, you know, it's safe to breathe, and, and it's called the mammalian dive reflex. Uh, you know, you got these receptors there. And um, and it lets it, it doesn't only work to help you dive better, but it also works from a safety standpoint. So, you, you know, air hits those receptors, and it lets the body's internal clock say, oh, 
oh, you know what? It's safe to breathe now, guys. So mm. that usually will bring them back from a, um, a blackout. If you blow into those receptors, it also helps significantly. But the most important, honestly, the absolute most, most important thing to do when you catch a blackout, protect the airway. They will come back eventually. You know, they're going to have a uh, terminal gas. There's some other things that are tricky in here, guys. There's more in-depth things that I, I yeah. teach in classes that, I, you know, would take me forever to go through. They, they might... They might get a laryngospasm, and you might have to give them a rescue breath if that doesn't work. So, you know, if they don't come back after a minute or so, then I would, vent, you know, I'd try to start doing, you know, maybe a rescue breath and, and take it to the next level, maybe do some uh, CPR and uh, oxygen provider yep. uh, kind of stuff, you know? So, I, th- I think you give some good basics. I mean, obviously, we're just doing an audio interview, so it's restrictive anyway, but I just, thanks for sharing some sort of, some basics and like, yeah, like yeah, like I've fully endorsed what you're saying. Like, go and do a free diving course. Like, um, like sometimes the more experienced guys are the ones that are getting themselves into trouble because they they're starting to ignore the signals their bodies are sending them. And so cool. All right, so change gears a little bit. What's the, um, one of the funniest things? <laughs> straight after that heavy topic. Yeah, what's the funniest it? thing? Yeah, what's the funniest thing you've straight. seen out spearfishing? Oh man. Too many things, honestly. I'm going to try to see if I can pull one up here in my uh, memory bank. Well, I've I seen like you guys have got this sort of spearheads collaboration, and you guys look like you have a lot of fun. Yeah, man, we, we have a blast doing that. For, for those guys out there, I'm going to throw a little little quick shout-out here. For anybody, uh, not a shout-out, but kind of like, hey, you know, watch our show. We got, we got a show on YouTube, guys. It's called Spearheads TV. It's super cool. I mean, we put a lot of hard work into it, and we have a great time. And I'm going to tell you probably the funniest thing I've ever seen. Um, we did a Halloween special on, uh, kind of one of our episodes. And I don't know if you guys have the same myth over there in, uh, in your side of the world, but we, yeah, we have a couple guys on our group who never take bananas on boats. Yeah. Like bad luck. <laughs> yeah, we got it. You know? Yeah. So, so we're kind of like, Hey man, let's, let's do something really stupid. Uh, cause we have a banana costume. One of my buddies had from a couple <laughs> Halloweens ago. And, uh, <laughs> So he's like, you know what? I'm going to wear this banana costume, and I'm going to spearfish in the damn thing, okay? <laughs> and we're all thinking he's joking, you know? We're like, oh, this guy's, you know, he's, he's just, you know, he's just saying it. And then he shows up at the docks the next day for the trip, and he's wearing his damn banana costume. And I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Are you seriously going to wear that? And he's like, yeah. He had his wetsuit under it and everything. He was dead serious, man. And then one of my buddies, his, his name's Nolan, he's like, you are not coming on this boat with that thing on. <laughs> Because he's very superstitious, you know. He's like, "No way, man! Like, you're not gonna do it." And then he, he had the, uh, he had his, uh, his uh, gear box with him, a gear bag with him, and he busts out an actual banana and starts eating the banana while wearing a banana costume on the freaking boat. <laughs> and he's like, he's "Like, we're gonna debunk this thing today." I felt like MythBusters. So, uh, <laughs> honestly, man. So I, I, I put uh, that day I was filming. I wasn't, I wasn't shooting. So I was, I'm like, you know what? I gotta just. Stick with it's, it's Justin. Justin Baker was the guy wearing the suit, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna just follow him around because this looks hilarious. Man. In the water, the the fan it's falling apart, but it looks funny. Like <laughs> it's a banana swimming with long blade fins. What the hell? Um, so <laughs> we go down on this uh, artificial uh, up in Fort Pierce, probably about 55, 60 feet uh, of depth. Um, he goes down to the bottom. Uh, School of Yellow Jacks passes by. They look like Trevally. Uh Lines up. I, ironically, yellow Jackson, he's wearing a yellow banana suit. Um, <laughs> he pops it, man. He shoots it. He, he gets it. I film it. And, it, you know, boom, we get it on the show. You know, we got it on the episode. But honestly, 
that was just one of the funniest things. And you know how you know how we are, man. We 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 we'll, you know we'll we'll just start saying all kinds of stuff that I probably can't say uh, on here on the air. But um, you know, it's uh, we have fun with it, you know. And uh, that's one of the most random things you'll ever see: a guy wearing a banana suit shooting a fish. That's it awesome. Pretty funny. I'd like I'd like to get that on my mate's boat, Jamie Luff. He's a big banana skeptic. He hates the things. Uh, it's on, it's, on, it's, on the, it's on the show if you guys look it up it's on there so is it in you know, Spearheads it's, 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 it's yeah a, I forget which episode it is but right. it's uh, it's on there if you want to check it out I'll, I'll link that up so what, what tell, can you just tell us quickly a little bit about Spearheads so who, who's involved with that there's a couple of you guys isn't there yeah there's a couple guys we have uh, Aaron uh, with Spirit Apparel um, he's uh, he's one of the main guys in there he um Jose DeBasa, he's a photographer. Yeah, uh, does a lot of really cool, really cool pictures and, I've and, seen some, and stuff yeah. like that. He's very, yeah, he's very talented. Noah uh, Sardoff, he's uh, actually sponsored by Aimright uh, over here in the states, and he used to go out with Cam a lot back in the day, Cameron Kirkconnell, and do filming with him. And he jumped on board with us, which is really great. Um, we have uh, we have AJ Howie down in the Keys. He's a captain down there. He's got a really nice charter business going on. He he helps put us on the fish uh, for a couple of the episodes with the Wahoos. Um, we have another buddy of ours, Jeremy Fole, who's actually an S, uh, Florida wildlife uh, officer uh, down in the Keys. Um, so you know, it's he's uh, he hasn't been around too much because he's been working a lot, but he's he's part of the crew. Cool. And uh, and yours truly, man, yours truly yeah. over here. Uh, uh, it sounds like <laughs> a, sounds like a really fun, good collaborative yeah. project. I mean, I watched. Um, oh, it's, yeah, I watched episode nine, and you guys are just slaying some massive cobia. But like, it's it's not mm. just fish slaying. Like, you guys just seem to have a lot of fun. Seems like a cool crew to be oh, a part yeah. of, and just head out. I mean, that's that's what I like about spearfishing. Dude, no question. If you guys are ever down, if you guys are ever down here, which I don't know if it'll ever happen, but let me know, and we'll dedicate like a freaking episode with you guys. Like, hey, look, uh, you cool. know, like get our you know spearhead guests. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah awesome, cool. I've been chatting with Jose a little bit. I used um, some of his photos for a couple of blog posts I wrote for Deeper Blue. And um, so I've been chatting with him a little bit. He's, he's a mad dude, and some of his photography is just phenomenal. So, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Fast five facts for noobs. Pedro, take it away. Where's Pedro? See, it's time for Noob Spiro's Fast Five Facts. Ay, ay, ay. Thanks, Pedro. So the Fast Five Facts for Noobs is where you give us five pieces of advice that you would have loved to have had when you started spearfishing. All right. <laughs> I like this. All right. Five, five facts um, uh, that I would have loved to have known. Um, guys, size does not matter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good way to start. Attention grabbing. It's... Uh, yeah, it's the quality, okay? It's the quality of the uh, of the fish sometimes. Um, no, nah, but for real, honestly, just have fun out there, guys. I used to go out there and be very... I wish someone would have just told me, dude, just have fun. Don't worry about, like, who gets the biggest fish or whatever. Just have a blast. Obviously, they're going to rank on you at the end, but who gives a crap, you know? They got to do it to somebody. <laughs> so, it's, it's, you know, don't worry about don't worry about shooting the biggest fish. You'll find out when the minute you start doing that is when you actually start shooting the bigger ones. Yep. So that's that's one one bit of uh, advice that would have been kind of cool, on a you know on a little bit of a funny note there. Yep. Um, the the class obviously I'm going to throw it out there again. Edu- I'm not even going to say the class, just education, proper air structured education. Uh, you know when it comes to free diving, if someone would have freaking told me, I would have avoided a lot of really stupid scenarios that I could have been in. 
Um, you know, that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, number three, I would recommend always having someone, uh, diving with someone who's got your back for real, got your back, you know? Um, you know, it's, it's kind of, believe it or not, it sounds kind of, kind of weird saying it, but you build a relationship with your dive buddy, man. And it's, uh, it's, it's one that, that's kind of like, it's a, it's like a brotherhood, you know, it's like, you know, I got your back, you got my back, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of cool, you know? So definitely dive with someone who's got your back. Number four. I would say if someone could go back in time and talk to old Andrew back then and <laughs> say give him a few pointers. Well, it would have been young Andrew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we're getting older every day, man. <laughs> but uh, if someone could go back there and talk to me, man, it, honestly, it probably would have been listen to your body. Um, I put myself in some, which, you know, I can talk about this all day, and we only got a limited uh, time here, but... Um, and, you know, I, you gotta listen to your body, man. If, if you're not, if you're feeling under the weather at all, if you're feeling, if you're feeling weird, if you're feeling, you know, like something's wrong, diving's probably one of the last things you want to do, um, just because your, you know, your your physiology from day to day changes, man. And and don't push it. Like there's there's some days that that I, I feel great and I can dive triple digits, you know, uh, you know, not meters, guys. Mm, yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, and then there's <laughs> other days where I, I just don't feel up to par. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I, but back in the day, I didn't, I was like, well, I did it yesterday. Why can't I do it today? And I would push myself like an idiot. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, it just did not put me in, in very, uh, good, good scenarios that I would have liked to have been in that, you know, I can't get into it right now, but that's needless to say, let's just say I'm a little, you know, lucky guy. I got a four leaf clover in my pocket. <laughs> um, you know, so. And a banana. Yeah, and a banana. <laughs> so, I have a banana in there, man. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, and then, and last but not least, uh, you know, last but not least, um, let's get, you know, I'm going to get into maybe a little bit of the equipment. Make sure you guys are equipped with the proper, proper gear, uh, for what you're going to be doing. Don't use a bandito on a, uh, on a 40 pound, uh, kingfish. Not the best idea. Yeah. Um, it's not going to turn out too well. So, I mean, it's, it, you know, get geared up right. If you guys have, uh, if you guys have specialty stores that dedicate themselves to free diving and spearfishing in your area, I know there's a couple, uh, you know, look into them, get, you know, try to get some advice from them and, and see, you know, what suits, you know, what, what is custom suited best for what you're going to be doing. Mm. Uh, having my dive shop for the past six years here at Nautilus Spearfishing, uh, I've learned that, the, you know, I've learned that, hey, not everybody is the same. you got to work around what the people want to go after. Uh, what you know? What's the hunting um, environment? You know the the species, and then obviously to to that person. You know, I'm not going to recommend the same fins to a guy who weighs 140 pounds to a guy who weighs 220. Mm. You know, it's uh, you know, it's it's one of those things that that being a specialty free dive spear fishing shop, you learn along the ways. And um, I wish there was a shop like my shop when I first started. You know, yeah. like uh, that would have been great. That's a good motivation for making a dive shop. Like make the one you wanted to have. Yeah, dude, it, dude. I, if I can get into how how this thing got started, I mean, it, 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 it it's it's just crazy. It, it you know, I, I bought a couple of guns online, sold them all, you know, to my buddies, and sold them to random people, you know, putting it on Craigslist and stuff like that. Yeah. One guy's like, dude, you should totally have a shop, and I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> and, uh, and and I basically just you know, it was a little teeny tiny hole in the wall, maybe, uh, you know one two wetsuits a couple masks and a couple guns and you know things like that and boom man all of a sudden it just kept evolving and kept rolling and and now i'm you know look at me dude i'm selling guns and doing free dive classes yeah. and and trying to live the dream and it doesn't come without stress i'll tell you that yeah. but 
it's uh, it's, a, it's a whole lot of fun, I, that's for sure. I saw photos on your social media maybe six months ago now. You had a new store opening. Um, where, where are you based, Oh, yeah, Andrew? you guys saw that. Yeah, where, where are you based just for our audience? Uh, guys, we are based in Miami, Florida. Um, we are uh, we just moved to a new shop. We finally upgraded uh, to a very nice uh, building. We have we have room where if we have six people, we're not on top of each other. Uh, <laughs> it's two two thousand square feet. We had a grand oh, nice. opening. We had Brad from Headhunter. Um, you know, he makes really cool posters and stuff like that. He was one of the guest speakers. A couple other guys here. Shark Shield was here. Um, you know, we had a guy uh, who's coming out with this really cool float. Uh, it's called the Float. You know, we had a, we had a great turnout, and, and it just goes to show you, man. Six, we've been in the business six years now, um, and it's just you know, it's 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 kind of like you know what we have to upgrade, and it's just it's it's almost it's very humbling, man, to see what it's what it's turned into, and and um, you know, I, you know, to only see what the future has in store for us, it's mm. it's it's been a it's been a journey, man. It's been a yeah, journey, cool. and, and we've actually uh, you know we've actually had customers of ours from all over the world uh, come into the old shop, and they're like. So this is it, and I'm like, yeah. They're like, great, you know, you know, it's, it's more about the people behind the shop, not how, well, you know, not the location, what it yeah. is. But um, we're just glad our our uh, actual home base is now kind of like uh, matching our online presence because it was, you know, our online presence felt like it was pretty solid, and then we come in and it's like this little grungy, uh, <laughs> you know, shop behind the shop, and it's like. Is this legal? It's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no, that's so. cool. Okay, I'm just going to sum up your fast five. So, one was um, size does not matter. So, just <laughs> just yeah. have fun and, and don't worry about shooting massive mm-hmm. fish. Just um, right. Just be like Turbo. Take down a couple <laughs> of like. <laughs> take down a couple. Hang on, of, hang on be like Turbo. How with size le- doesn't le- matter. Learn how. Learn, <laughs> Learn how to take a good photo with little fish, I think, is the other part of it. Ah, so, there uh, you go. <laughs> stretch those elbows out, get yeah. it right out in front. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, yeah, no, that's a, the Florida push. Yeah. That's a great point. And uh, number two, uh, do a free dive class. Get quality education. And um, like you say, if you do it early, like you make less mistakes along the way rather than having to learn things the hard way and then go back and mm-hmm. sort of like train yourself out of bad habits. Number three was always dive with someone who's got your back, like a, a, a real buddy. Uh, I, I put down buddy bro, like a, a someone that's you, you yeah. know's you know's their fear. Sounds a little bit corny, but no, it's a little Kiwi slang on uh, it. Oh, yeah. oh, buddy bro. <laughs> oh, buddy bro. Hey, you got your BB with you? Yeah, I got my BB right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Nice. So number four, listen to your body and respect the message that it is that that it's sending you. So. You talked about you know the diff. The, some days you can dive really well. Other days when you're not feeling well, listen to your body and and, and just dive to where you're at on the day. Number right. f- number right. five was equip yourself properly for your environment. So like depending on where you're diving, you, you know you have different equipment needs. And I think the underlying message there was shop at Nautilus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we ship, we ship worldwide, guys. Uh, we'll take care of you via email, phone calls, whatever. Yeah, yeah, cool. Let's be shameless. Let's be shameless. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, is there any is there any significance behind the name Nautilus? I, I know that it's sort of like a, a cool shell or a family of yeah, shells. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, uh, um, it's one of the um, Nautilus is actually uh, it's kind of like a mollusk. It's one of the oldest um, creatures on the planet, been around since the age of the dinosaurs or even before them. 
and that's uh, still around even nowadays. It's very cool, very cool looking uh, shell, beautiful shell. Mm. And um, the reason I came up with that name um, was because I went to the Smithsonian uh, Museum uh, a while back, and um, they had uh, some uh, Nautilus eggs that they were actually um, uh, trying to um, to breed them in captivity. Oh wow! And um, and I was talking to my buddy like, hey man, I'm starting a shop. I don't know what the hell to call it. And uh, we're his. I'm, I'm Hispanic over here, guys. I, you know we're. I'm Cuban, um, Cuban American. I was born in here, but my parents are all Cuban. Yeah. And uh, I was even thinking about calling it for those people out there who don't know this. I don't usually say this, but I was going to call it cuchillo, cuchillo spear fishing, which is basically like cuchillo means like knife. Ah. And if it would have been that, let's just say I would, I, I, I do just. I, now hearing that, it just sounds absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but, you know, it's, cuchillo, it's, it's, man. It's just, cuchillo. Yeah, you know. So it's it's um. It's 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 kind of like hey, you remember when we went and we saw those Nautilus? And then I was like, Nautilus, Nautilus spearfish, Nautilus spear, Nautilus spearfishing. Yeah, it does grow Boom. on you. And, yeah, cool. And there it was. It was uh, just came, just came like that, yeah, man. Cool. Sometimes, you know, you just gotta sit back, have a conversation, and stuff just comes up to your head, you know, into your head. So, so I should have asked at the start, but um, how do you say your name properly? It's Andrew. What's your? How do you say your last name? It's a doozy. It's uh. Uh, King Kosis, King Kosis. So basically, you just say King Kosis. King Kosis. I don't know if you guys have Kinkos over there. Do you guys have Kinkos? Like, uh, Levi's a little bit Kinky. All right. So there you go. Just King 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 Kosis. King Kosis. That's that's how you pronounce it. King Kosis. Very good. It's a, it's a doozy, dude. High school and element and you know school for me. Andrew Quinones, Quintosis. Yeah, it was, it was a pain in the butt. Ah, cool. But yeah, I was just wondering how to yeah. say it because it looks it looks. You actually did a great funny. job in the beginning of the interview. Yeah, yeah, you actually pronounced it pretty well. Oh, cool. So, He's very worldly. <laughs> we've sort of <laughs> we've sort of um we we started moving into it before we we were talking about your shop and and I mean that was the last part of your fast five facts for noobs but crucial kit for noobs um what what piece of equipment is essential what brands do you recommend and why piece of equipment that is essential it's funny I, I hear him laughing in the background because obviously you know what brand I'm going to throw out there but uh, <laughs> crucial piece of, uh, of equipment I mean it's, it's also very important and crucial um, let's just say you already got your mask your snorkel and your fins we, uh, try to always have a dive knife with you at all times if you get tangled up in anything it's mm -hmm. good to have your knife there you know to break free of it um, you know if you, if you get tangled up with your shooting line or whatever how about if you're going to dispatch your fish? The best way is to have that knife there ready. Uh, you know, you dispatch your fish. Um, you know, it won't get away from you. Um, you know, it's it's it's. Uh, you're going to conserve the meat quality. It's going to be a little bit better since it's not struggling so much. And and it's you know, it's the humane thing to do. You put your fish away. You don't want the poor guy there struggling. You know, half half alive, half dead. Mm. Um, you got to have some heart there too. You know. Um, so, I mean, a, a dive knife would definitely be some of the uh, probably, you know, piece of equipment that I, I always tell people. If you already got at least most of your stuff, your basic snorkel, mask, things, whatever, yep. dude, get a knife. Get cool. a knife, you know? And what's, uh, what do we look for in a good knife? In a good knife, you want to make sure you have a good, um, usually you want to make sure you have a serrated edge and then a non-serrated edge. But more, more importantly, you want to make sure that knife is nice and pointing. You don't want a dull knife or one of those flat ones that they used to, to flip uh, abalone or whatever, you want to have a nice pointy, you know, dagger point knife. Why? Because when you go to brain your fish, you want good penetration, um, you know, and, and that's that's going to be very important uh, right. to dispatch your fish properly. Um, also, if you ever get tangled up in anything, 
you know, you want to make sure you got that serrated edge. Uh, you know, if you got to cut through rope or if you got to cut through anything like that, that serrated edge is going to give you a little bit of an advantage. Um, you know, uh, quality of the knife, good stainless steel, you know, knife is, is fine. Titanium knives are pretty good too. Uh, they never oxidize, you know, but you know, it's good stainless steel is good stainless steel. So cool. mm-hmm. if you guys are looking into any, into, into equipment, there's a lot of great brands out there. We carry a bunch of them, yep. but if you want to look into something very cool, we got our, Nat- our Nautilus brand of equipment. We sell wetsuits, same different yep. kind of variations from entry level to high level. Cool. Scope us out. Check them out. You'll love it. So, mm-hmm. All right. So your own Nautilus brand stuff. What 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 are some of your what's some of the best items you do? I've seen some Nautilus wetsuits. What are they like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, really nice uh, wetsuits. Um, we got our Nautilus brand wetsuits. We got uh, right now an Ocean Ocean Pro, which is a very blue, a nice blue pattern. We got our uh, Mantis, which is more of a greenish pattern. You know, good for maybe uh, some lively reefs and stuff like that. There's a brown one which mixes into artificials and rocky bottoms a little better. Yeah. So we got a lot of different uh, suits. They're they're good. You know, they're very well stitched. Good loading pad. Yeah. Um, high pants, jacket top, reinforcements yeah. on the beaver tail buckles, hooded. Um, just a really good uh, neoprene. We've been using Yamamoto 39 grade. We're switching now to wow. Jake, uh, Jacko neoprene, which is oh, a little okay. better. Uh, in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, and so um, you're at NautilusSpearfishing.com. Yeah, NautilusSpearfishing.com. If you guys feel lazy, you can type NautilusSpear.com. It'll direct you to the same place. All right, cool. So, and, and you're on Facebook as well. There's a little bit of stuff on there. We're on Facebook. We're on uh, uh, social media, Instagram. We're on Twitter. Wow. So just look up you know, Nautilus underscore spearfishing or just Nautilus spearfishing. We're always posting up cool products, cool you know, cool things. If you got cool pictures, shit, I mean, we'll post them up too. Cool. So and you know it's 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 a lot of fun that's for sure. Cool. Have you got any a parting piece piece of of guidance for our audience? Yeah, there's there's gonna there's gonna there's one thing I'm gonna throw out here, guys, and it's it's something I'm sure everybody here, uh, you know, they hear it all the time. But um, I love doing what I'm doing, and I'm sure you guys love doing what you're doing. You know, you, let's go, let's get in the water, let's go shoot some fish, but let's not get greedy. Let's not get too greedy, guys. It's it's uh you know i want i want you know my kids to enjoy this um you know i want the future generations to enjoy this so uh you know it don't get too greedy out there it's easy to get greedy especially when the resources are there but are they always going to be there man so that's the question so mm. i definitely say guys we've already gone over a bunch of stuff but one thing i definitely uh haven't uh you know included in this awesome interview with you guys is uh let's 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 preserve what we have man mm. let's Let's not get greedy out there. Let's let's show some respect and uh, and uh, basically some conservation to a certain extent, man. Um, yeah, cool. You know, the little fish they turn into big fish too one day. You know, and uh, you know if you got the cooler uh, cooler uh, filled up, I mean, unless you're yeah. a commercial diver, you know, what's the point? Mm. So you know, it's you know, you're, you're machismo. You know, hey man, look at what I got today. We, we wrecked it, you know, and. Yeah, it's impressive. I'm not gonna lie, and, and shit, I, you know. But but you gotta, you know, as you get more into this, and, and maybe the younger, you know, the people just starting don't see it this way. But eventually, guys, you, you're gonna remember this interview. You you will eventually get to a point where you know you shot enough, and yeah. now you're more selective on what you what you're going after. So yeah, it's cool. uh, just kind of how it, it should be, you know. So yeah. that's just my. Uh, that's just what I got to say there, and, and it's uh, it's something from the heart, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, sure. cool man, great cool. piece of parting advice. Mm-hmm. 
Well, Andrew Kinkosa from Nautilus Spearfishing, mate, thank you so much for talking to us here on the Noob Spiro podcast, mate. It's been great. We've got a lot of value out of it. I think there's a lot of good stuff for the new guys. Thanks very much. Yeah, thank you guys, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, big thank you to the Noob Spiro community uh, for hearing us, and uh, you know, I'll catch you guys later. If you're ever down here, look us up for sure. Thanks for listening to today's show. Make sure to leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. And to learn more about becoming a better Spiro, visit us at noobspiro.com and subscribe to our newsletter. Turbo, why would listeners want to subscribe to the Noob Spiro newsletter? Well, Shrek, if they subscribe to our newsletter, we will send them the Noob Spiro guide to getting started, which includes the dive day equipment checklist. Not only that, you get the top 10 tips for becoming a better Spiro from the world's best and more. Ah, nice. I'm in. Noob Spiro.